0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Comics Collective, the weekly podcast where we read and discuss a collection of comic books or a graphic novel. I'm your host, Alice. I'm Alexis and i'm happy that my friends are back and they didn't forget
1: me and listen you've been listening to us every single week but for me this last these last 3 weeks have been absolute hell i've just been like what do i do with my life what do i do sunday nights are free this is insane i can't watch movies i just i'm just going to sit here and stare into the void so i stared into the void for 3 weeks <laughs> but my friends are back now we're talking comics again everything is back to normal and i'm fine i'm totally fine i didn't really miss you guys that much
0: um she hi. gave herself reading assignments she's like why are they making <laughs> me read this <laughs>
1: I can't believe you made me read all, all. Wait, what's a really fucking?
0: Why am I, I reading Spider Man Rain over I, and over? Was, <laughs>
1: it, across the Spider Verse tricked me. It's it made me be like for just a second, like maybe I should read a Spider Man comic. I, I snapped out of it, thank God, but like for a solid second, that I was considering it. I'm like Roger Stern's a name I know. I know they've Yo. done that.
0: Work. when that superior spider-man yeah. omnibus comes out i'm gonna be a villain on this podcast <laughs> i'm gonna say papa's got a 30 issue series for us <laughs> the superior uh, dallas taylor the superior the die has been cast Oh no! and in my corner always on my team great comic book taste guest of the evening guest of the year honestly none other than geeksplain zone eric azana how's it going eric Hi, I'm Dallas's Asian friend, Eric Azana, and I'm very happy to be here. We decided uh, to let him out of the Asian episode. <laughs> bring him right on over <laughs> to cover more aliens. I can't wait. It's going to be great.
1: Yay! Uh,
2: <laughs> no, I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to to uh, to talk about some really great comics. I missed I missed Lexi last time, so I can't. I, know. I can't. I can't imagine. I I had to do a really bad Lexi impression last time, and it was terrible. (laughs) There's no substitute.
3: Well, I almost faked sick over this episode because of how much I procrastinated. (laughs) Then I got it together. We're good. I'm here. I said, what Hmm. idiot picked this run? Her name definitely is not Alexis. (laughs) You should really look into how many issues all these runs are when they lay them out on a platter for me.
2: I was shocked that you picked this.
3: I don't ever get any context. They're like, "All right, here's a list of names. Pick hey, one." Hey, and I'm like, this hey,
2: one." To be fair, to be fair, <laughs> we specified.
0: We, we said, said this way.
3: And then I'm like, "Well, I already bitch. said it. Can't go back now." <laughs> I'm
1: finding the text. I'm finding this the text. is Anne
0: and Dallas slander because we did say <laughs> like, one of these is very long. You did, and specified. then there are three others. And Alexis is like. The die is cast. And she picked the <laughs> giant
3: You one. didn't specify which one was the long one. You said, one of these is really long, the other are not. Pick one. I said, what about this one? And you're like, that's okay. the really long one. And Here we like, go. Well, Here
1: we go.
2: Oh, oh we've got receipts. Here's, here's
1: the text. Dallas said to Lexi, for Superman episode with Eric, second week of June, we gave you the options. Superman Birthright, Superman Kryptonite, Superman Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, Kingdom Come, and then Superman... Parentheses. 30 plus issue run that is amazing. I think we undersold it with 30 plus. I oh, I was was like 30 plus, plus seems a little me. bit
3: more reasonable than what it was. Hey, it, it was, was plus. <laughs> but It fell in
1: the plus. <laughs> okay, but then to my detriment, I did kind of hammer in the 30 number. I said that 30 issue run is a fast read, but it is a lot. <laughs> so yeah, okay, oh, there it no. I did a lot. 45 um, <laughs> issues. Same thing. 45 and some change.
3: Also, I do have to be fully honest. I thought that I would be doing reading on my vacation, mm-hmm. but I, I you wake up, go on your day, and then I immediately fall asleep. Barely even made it to dinner most of those nights. There was no uh, reading that was happening.
0: I'd like to throw it out there that I read five novels on that vacation. So, uh, I <laughs> well, am you're to, an intellectual. I am. I'm not, built different, you. to Your different Honor. I'm built different. You are. I get car
3: sick, so I can't read in the car.
0: But you know what? Oh, that's so rough. None of those other Superman runs had a Dunkleosteus in it. Uh, A biblically accurate Dunkleosteus, by the way. Before the (laughs) The woke archaeologists.
1: (laughs) Before those woke (laughs) bastards.
0: Yeah, before (laughs) those bastards on the left stole Dunkleosteus from us. Ohio had one thing
1: going for it. it Cancel culture strikes
0: again. It turned him from a strong Sigma male fish that could eat (laughs) Superman and Superboy into some soy boy, sushi-loving chonker boy. If you'd like to hear about the greatest tragedy of 2023, look up the most recent research for Dunkleosteus. Mm -hmm. It's going to ruin your day, frankly. If you don't know
1: how to spell it, DM me. (laughs) I will send you. I will send DM you. DM
0: her what you think
2: it is. <laughs> don't,
1: no, she n- don't. She spells it
3: like it. Mary Poppins spells superpower. Just cow DM
2: her and it. just say spell it. Like no it context. context. Yeah. Just spell it.
0: <laughs> I will totally remember what this means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it in three, do it in six months from now. If you're new to the show and you're reading this, your this first episode, three years after we recorded it, just DM and spell it. <laughs> An evergreen episode is what this is.
3: Oh my!
1: We just made. We like clap. to put
0: in little Easter eggs for our future selves. <laughs> this has cool. happened. People will DM me about like inside jokes or like, dude, that thing you said in that episode was so funny, and I'm like, ha ha! I forgot that the second I said it. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm the same way. Like, I I get an I got an email, like, this past week from a listener on my show who was like, yeah, this really funny joke you made two episodes ago. And I'm like, huh? wasn't me. <laughs> Couldn't have been.
0: I don't remember doing that.
3: I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs>
2: who is she? I don't know her.
0: There was, though, there was a moment where someone messaged me and was like, hey, what is this book gives, like, a vague thing that you referenced in this episode, and I felt like that John Mullaney joke about Bill Clinton, because I knew immediately, <laughs> and I was like, because Bill Clinton never forgets a bitch. <laughs> I had that title <laughs> locked. Criminal. Criminal. Oh, God. Ugh. But all this to say, due okay. to Alexis and Eric's evil cabal, we read Superman by Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Gleason and a whole litany of fill in artists. Superman Rebirth, the run that the people trumpet from the rooftops as one of the best. What did we think? I want to go Alexis, Eric, Anne, and then me. Whoa. All
3: All right. Off the get go. Maybe some of you saw my tweet where I said I didn't believe that I could finish this, but I did with an hour and a half to spare. Everyone,
0: (laughs) I know. Look at me. Look at me. Started yesterday.
3: The magic inside
0: your hearts.
3: It's true. true. I'm a national treasure. What can I say? Anyway, um, I honestly thought it was very fun. I love a good little country bumpkin, family man, Superman. I was very heartwarmed over him and his little tiny criminal of a child. Especially the absolute jump scare of him laser beaming his cat in the first couple of pages. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, damn. This is how this is going to go. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Been there. Been there, I, done that, you know.
1: Who who hasn't laser beamed their cat? I mean, That's who fair. hasn't?
3: That's fair. He was trying to do the, the right thing. Failed miserably. But honestly, I loved it. I feel like for me... This is the epitome of Superman. Like, just so good and down to earth and family man. It just... I know I kind of want Dallas to get into a little bit more of, like, the new 52 lore that he, like, kind of explained to me on our trip. Because this is all new to me with the whole switcheroo and, like, all that. This was new. And also... The moment where I recognized all the stuff from New Frontier, I was like, look at me. I am a comic book professional. I know what's going on for the first time ever. I was like, this is the best day of my life. I was like, I recognize those dinosaurs. This is great. <laughs> but um, it was just so fun. And I I want a huge splash page of Damian Wayne riding Superman like a horse through the sky and tell him to hold steady. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. That'll live rent-free in my head for the rest of my life. So, 10 out of 10. It was great. Very pleased. Awesome.
2: I am so happy that you <laughs> loved this because I've have, I have I have gone on the record many times talking about how this is my favorite Superman run. And oh, when when Dallas got back to me, it was like, "All right, Lexi picked the big one and I'm like, (laughs) okay, excellent. Because I haven't cracked this thing open yet and I am ready. And I was, I mean, I, I love this. I love this. This is, this is my Superman, um, dad, Superman doing his thing, teaching the lessons. Um, but it's also like, there are a lot of things that I love about this run that don't even really occur technically in this run it's like all the stuff that happens kind of around it and in retrospect of it you mentioned the new 52 stuff and i i mean new 52 was both a great time and a rough time for our boy clark kent and this was the this was the run that kind of righted the ship at least for me where i was like all right our boy is back. He is here with his wife and his little dude. And the three of them are going to take on the world as the Smiths. And I just, I I love, I love this story. I love that it deals with continuity because I'm a continuity nut. And I love stuff like that. Like little, you know, BS where you have to be like, wait, I don't know what, I don't know what this is. I do no sense to check this. And then you, f- you know, spend the next three hours going down a rabbit hole, looking mm-hmm. up all these stories um but yeah i just i love clark as a dad him showing up as you know i've got this little boy who i have to teach to do things and this is i mean we we were forever robbed of more stories of young john um teen john is great i actually like him i think a lot more than a lot of people do but This is my John boy. This is my dude. This is my little guy running around in his truck, in his chucks, and his little cape that he and I completely glossed over, forgot about this after reading it the first time. He got his cape first from Crypto. It was Crypto's cape, and that's why it's a short cape. Um, Yeah, I love this. And and for me, it always comes back to there's a there's a line where they're fighting the eradicator. Uh, Clark is fighting him off. John's about to jump in and he's like I am struggling with some stuff because somebody's telling me that half of who I am is garbage and I I, I you know I am of mixed race and I kind of have a moment with that every single time I read this book but then Lois pitches in, and she's like you have the chance to be great choose to be and like that's the whole thing. That's the whole shebang y'all like that's what this run is about. And I love Tomasi and Gleason's take on the character. I love all the different artists that we get in here. I just, I just, I, I love this run. I love this run. 10 out of 10, just like Lexi.
1: Heck yeah. I, I love, I love both of your enthusiasm. I, it's fantastic. There's, uh, this was a run that I read for the first time right when the pandemic started. And I went to my library because I'm like, they, they're like, the library is actually going to shut down for a little while while the pandemic's happening. So if you want anything, um, we're not going to be having due dates for a while. So, you know, come check out what you can. I'm like, oh, shit, I'll go check out a bunch of graphic novels then. And I went and I got this entire run, binged it in just a couple days, and I, I fell in love with it. I loved it back then. I still like it a lot now. Um, and I'm glad you brought up all the continuity stuff because it's revisiting Rebirth, especially like beginning rebirth it's definitely a bit of a trip because that's the transitional period between what dc was during the new 52 when i started reading and the dc that is now where it's like we finally brought back original continuity people remember things that happened before and it's weird being in that transitional period where they're actually addressing it instead of just kind of assuming that you know now and watching that go from the dc that i was following like strictly month to month looking at everything that was happening all the titles. I like knew what was happening in the back corner. I knew what was happening in the Superman corner. It's like, cause all of it was going along the same line and they kept jumping in between every now and then. So it felt like every story kind of mattered to the overall story. And sometimes I miss that sometimes not really. And it was really great to, to get a taste of that again. And some of that nostalgia that comes with it. Cause I remember during the new 52 how much people were mixed on that Superman and how much people were like, listen, I'm liking some of these stories, but I wish that I had my Superman pack. Because he just doesn't feel like my Superman. And then when Convergence happened and we got that first Superman and Lois story about Lois giving birth to John. And then that Superman and Lois mini that came after that actually revealed that they had survived that Convergence event and were in the New 52 alongside the other Lois and Superman. I remember being so pumped and stoked as a fan like what does this mean what is happening oh my god and then when it actually came to rebirth and I saw that the old Superman was coming back that was one of the most intriguing titles for me because it's just like this is combining everything that I love because I had a love for the new 52 and I had a love for all the stuff that I'd come to read since I got into the new 52 and just getting to see all of that merge almost effortlessly in this was really really exciting over over time and the like more I've been exposed to different DC stories, I've got a bit more mixed feelings about this run, admittedly, but I still found myself greatly enjoying it. It's still a blast. It's um, It's a purely fun comic book Superman run, and sometimes that's exactly what you need. It's super easy to get through, super easy to binge. It has Manchester Black. It has the multiverse. It has everything that I want to see more. An awesome apocalypse story. It's just... It's got everything you could want. And if you're one of those like five people out there, because I know there's only five of you who like bizarro stories. It's got that too. So um, yeah, it's, I still have a lot of fun with it. So
0: we told the one bizarro story in all-star Superman. That was it. The end. Everything else has been (laughs) an asterisk. In case you were wondering, Mm -hmm. he's the same every time. But did All Star Um, Superman
2: have mustache Robin?
0: No, Rob Zarro. One thing. 12 out of 10. No notes. (laughs) Honestly, Rob Zarro clears Olivier, (laughs) brother of Mark Grayson. Yes!
2: (laughs) Olivier, French
0: violence. I, You permanently marred my reading of Invincible <laughs> with if, your book club.
2: If that season two does not come out and he is not voiced by a French actor, I'm going to be so mad.
0: <laughs> going to sue. Alright, so this, this
3: um... well
0: this was my first time with Superman Rebirth, much like Alexis. Oh. I was coming into it clean. I had always oh. heard a lot about it. So starting comic books with the new 52 Gave me some very strange blind spots because the Batman hit, man. Like I, I came in as a child and was handed a Batman. And it was like, you know, that guy that has all the great movies, also great comics. And then I was handed the Superman and they're like, you know, that guy you love from that original Superman movie. I was like, yeah, I love that original Superman movie. They're like, he's not really in these ones. This guy's really angry and dating Wonder Woman. And I was like, oh, very strange. Okay. And then they were like, you're going to be very middle ground on him and the Flash the whole time. <laughs> and so when Rebirth runs comes around, I am being a missionary giving people Book of Mormons in Kansas City and so I'm not around to read these comics and so I come home and I'm like ah what did I miss everyone last I was here Batman was a giant robot being (laughs) piloted by Jim Gordon what else is new and they're like we had a reboot while you were away and Superman's back to normal and I said what's back to normal he's out of his <laughs> genes now I was kind of liking when he was in the jeans, <laughs> and they're like no back to normal and so they're like but sad to tell you the one we like just ended and now Brian Michael Bendis is in charge and most of us don't like that and I was like oh okay and so I just kind of like stayed away from Superman but then went and read all of the back issue Superman's Greatest Hits and fell in love with the character. It's so like it's been a weird winding journey for me to end up at Superman Rebirth. I know exactly the where this is coming from and why it hit like a freight train, but I was not part of the moment of it hitting. And so I felt like torn of two worlds. I was like, I understand all your context, but also I kind of wish you would just like get past the new 52 stuff a little faster to get to what I'm liking here. Like forget her, forget her in the past. Continuity is a lie. I've always been, (laughs) you and Anne are both like, I love continuity so much. I was like, I am on Alan Moore Island where it's like, oh, these stories are made up. (laughs) These are all just pretend, skip them. And so I'm excited to dive more into this because I think that this is an excellent buffet style Superman comic book where you come in and you've got a bunch of everything and you can sample it. And if you like it, if you're like, ooh, I like all this multiverse stuff, go read Superman Beyond and Multiversity. If you're like, ooh, I like Boyzaro. Go and seek help. If you come in you're like, ooh. I, I like this Frankenstein guy. Be like, ooh, I'll go read Seven Soldiers of Eternity. You come in and you're like, ooh, I like this apocalypse stuff. Go read Jack Kirby's Fourth World. Like this will point you in so many great directions for Superman while also being super fun in and of itself. So, like, I think this is the Superman comic that you should hand people to start with, frankly. Mm-hmm. Even though the beginning is a little confusing, I don't know. Alexis, did you feel like it was too confusing to enjoy?
3: No, well, I don't, I don't know. Because I feel like if I was just, like, doodle-bopping around minding my own business and I, like, stumbled across this without any context... I might have read the first couple and been like, "Eh, okay, whatever, and then gone other (laughs) way, somewhere else. But because I knew more or less what I was getting myself into, I stayed, and I'm happy that I did. And also because I was instructed to do that, and I had a reading (laughs) assignment, but (laughs) Um, I don't know. But I also feel like that doesn't really happen anymore. Like, everybody has, like, little shreds of knowledge, you know? enough to be like, well, I heard this is great and then stick with it. So, mm. I don't think it was so confusing that I had no idea what was going on. There were a couple moments where I felt like I had to reread a page or two and be like, okay, where am I? And like, solve it. But, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I have been more confused. <laughs> <laughs> like when sometimes Ooh. I read the wrong it was- run. <laughs> <It is not laughs> the I'll most- like sometimes <laughs> start a run that's completely wrong and I'll be on our Twitter during the week and I'm like, where pages. <laughs> Wait, when did that, uh, that happen?
1: What did you read by you
3: accident? <laughs> uh, I started reading Birthright this week. And I was like, "Yeah." Oh, like, and then I was like, <laughs> did we already do this? <laughs> okay, they got birth well, in the Text in the me name. after this because I
1: want to talk to you about Birthright. Um <laughs> did we already do an episode on that? With Eric.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it was me. I know. I was like, this is really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's Girl, fantastic. I was all sorts of jet-lagged. I literally <laughs> cried over a bowl of mac and cheese the other day.
2: Maybe it's just a really emotional mac and cheese, okay?
3: Dude, I was so happy to have normal food back. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Dallas. I had a l- religious experience over a piece of steak on our vacation.
2: I'll never leave <laughs> you again, Kraft. Will you forgive me?
3: It's true.
0: Anyway. Yeah. I've never seen someone so personally wronged by falafel. Hey. (laughs) Damn.
3: I literally cried. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) But going back to what Dallas said about this being like sort of like a sample sampler platter. I think that's perfect because I was reading this book yesterday just in my on my porch swing. And then before I knew it, I was reading Jeff Lemire's Agents of Shade again. And I'm like, I haven't thought about this book in years. And yet here I am trying to figure out what the hell went down between Frankenstein and his bride. Honestly, and I, like, I want that
0: exclusively. <laughs> yes. Does that, is that where that happens? <laughs> yes, it's actually issue number eight. And is it good? Like Is yeah, that a good
1: exactly. run? I mean, it's Jeff. I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs>
0: Okay. I word. haven't. I
1: actually haven't read that run since 2013. I haven't read the. I didn't read the whole run. It's only like 13 issues, so I could if I wanted to. But it has a time with Rot World, and it's like if I'm going to get back into this this rabbit hole, I'm going to have to read all of Swamp Thing and Animal Man 2. The New 52 dark side of like all the Mystic stuff was really neat, but um, yeah, it was that. That's a run that I cherish a lot. It's it's hard for me to recommend New 52 runs because all of them have nostalgia protection shields for me so it's like even if they're bad i will not tell you to you to your face that they're bad i'm gonna be like <laughs> i love them does anything else matter that's it it's done bang bingo bango, bongo i need to reread um amethyst because someone was talking about it on my timeline today
2: <laughs> i'm sorry are we gonna just Glance by the casual drop of, yeah, I was reading this on my porch swing as I looked out into Smallville and was thankful for the life <laughs> a cute that I led. Grandma. I was like, I just Listening. pictured just like this giant tome actually giving you the weights to go through on this porch swing. It's so heavy. It's
1: true, Excuse yeah, you. Anne, I read it on my iPad. Like- it was fine.
0: How did you like them living in your town, Anne? in the comic. <laughs> like, I, I wish this road, was my town. Take me <laughs> home. You. To this town place. is accepting of
1: outsiders. Mine is not. Thank you very <laughs> much.
0: West Hi. Ohio. I wish everyone here was
1: an alien. <laughs> <video>. Say <laughs>
2: goodbye. Oh, <laughs> take <laughs> me <laughs> home.
1: Chili on spaghetti. <clears throat> okay, oh no! Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Okay, but that's good, though. Um is it? Ah! The, the county fair part definitely hit home, because I'm like, I've been to this fair. <laughs> I've been yeah. here many times. Yeah. I know.
0: I love corn. Um, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> what was everyone's favorite story? Oh, because no. for me, absolutely Swamp Thing, drawn by Jorge Jimenez. I, I, I Your same thing, Anne, where you're like, New 52 is I have goggles for it. I was like, if Swamp Thing appears in anything, I'm like, <laughs> that might be an 11 out of 10 story. I don't know. Like when he show he was busy in Rebirth when he shows up in this and he shows up in Tom King's Batman run. Yeah. Both to kind of commit crimes. Yep. I'm like, listen, is he wrong? Yes. Am I mad at him? No. I wit- I'm going to write the meta commentary where he attacks Jeff Johns. That's what I'm going to write someday. <laughs> he was like, my name is not Alec Holland. I'm Swamp Thing. <laughs> Your doomsday <laughs> clock Blackest has struck
2: midnight. <laughs> Blackest Night was kind of stupid, actually.
0: <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm back on board. You got me.
2: <laughs> it's
0: perfect. Yep. Swamp thing. I think that was my favorite part of the whole thing. I am kind of shocked that you didn't pick multiplicity as the GMO boy.
2: <sighs>
0: I got, I got some opinions, Eric, but we'll get back. To oh, that
2: We'll
0: get back to it. How about you, Eric? What's your favorite
2: there? Are, oh God, this is such a hard thing. Cause I love so much of this run. Um, I still think and also we talked about when he gets about, his red boots when he gets, when he gets red his red boots, boots that costume the superman reborn costume is the perfect superman costume it's and I know and Thank sh- you for coming ahead. Eric we
1: really appreciate you being here um <laughs> I will not be silenced it, oh no <laughs> we lost connection I'll, eric's I'll gone into the this zone.
0: Zone.
2: <laughs> I will find him
0: is that a cow with purple <laughs> He's eyes <being>
3: arrested by <laughs> purple <Rumpel laughs> <something>. No <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I smoke cigarettes.
0: Almost
2: just a perfect for. ending for that character. Let Did me you say, say
1: milking him at the end.
2: A perfect. Ending for Ohio that Corps. character. If we never saw Manchester black again, I would be fine. But
3: that guy's kind of
2: spooky. He's spooky. He's also <laughs> spooky. He's a terrible human so being. But you know
3: what? Why this child? <laughs>
2: You know the British. People will be
1: like, <laughs> "That's how they do." This is my comfort. Oh no! See, people that will be like, "This British is my shit. comfort character," and you're like, "Ma'am, that's a British man who has killed a lot of people." And I'm like, "Yeah, but he looked good doing
0: it. I love Manchester.
2: <laughs> Look at his purple and hair."
0: Said, <laughs> and said, "I've never read the authority, but I sure do like that RC Cola version of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh no! <laughs> you, hey,
1: listen, you're allowed to like bad people as long as you like them for being bad people. As long as they're not your role model, you're like, I love, I love this evil son of a bitch because he's an evil son of a bitch.
0: I take your elite and I raise you a guy who has tire treads on the bottom of his feet. Read the authority. <laughs>
1: I can't believe we just had a Hawksmoor reference on this. I quit.
2: You know, to that Demon point of idolizing and... bad people, I really like the uh, the nationalist issues uh, where they go to Washington, oh, okay. D.C. Those are my favorite. See, now uh, we actually do uh, have to, to cut you out.
0: <laughs> hey, where? it? No, yeah, no, I was right. talking about... <laughs> there is a... Like three bubbles into explaining the war crimes. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip these pages. <laughs> Shout out to you, though, Superman. I,
3: okay, I was good. Thinking, I like, was like am, it, am I bad for for quickly scooping <laughs> through these pages? I was like, I'm
0: like, I ain't reading about Gettysburg, Superman. Get the hell out of here! What are you? <laughs> it
3: doing? was it my was dad so- made me watch Top Gun. That's all I need.
1: Oh my god. It, it's so funny to me. There's a specific crowd that always likes to complain about politics and comics. They oh, never said anything about this one. That's crazy. They didn't though. say
2: shit about this. <laughs> That's kind. I, of, also, yeah. No, go for it. But like, as you know, I'm, I'm I'm a military brat, so I had to take a trip like this. And you know, there, there's a certain amount of nostalgia when I I remember reading this to the first time, being like, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> And then as the issues went along, I'm like, maybe I need to re-examine this childhood of mine. (laughs) Maybe I need to... I've already got a complicated relationship with this. Maybe I need to... Maybe I need to sit and
0: get a little introspective with the old childhood. (laughs) Looking into the mirror, sweating, putting the cold water on, you're like, was I raised a jingoist? (laughs)
2: Was I raised a nationalist, Mark? What am I? Who just sitting there with the comic book in the bathroom, just like
0: who am I, was I? on the John <laughs> with the omnibus <laughs> pants around your ankles? Like I think I might have been brainwashed. Another, day, another <laughs> Oh He's just having this existential
2: crisis. No, I,
0: up. I got beef with you. <laughs>
2: I am going to set that can of worms to the side. And <laughs> <laughs> no, our, it's, it's funny because like there are, and it's, I love, <laughs> and that you said, I loved this the first time I read it. And now looking at it through new eyes, there's a very different, you know, view on this. Because there are certain stories and here are certain choices where I'm like, oh yeah, I was really swept up in the rebirth hype. I really... Because I still love this, but there are certain issues where I'm like, yeah, maybe Boizaro was a mistake. Who knows? (laughs) But yeah, I I think honestly, I mean, it's probably a toss up. I I really enjoy the multiplicity, uh, the multiplicity arc. I think the first arc, and we talked about this when we were trying to figure out, you know, what we could uh, serve up to Lexi to choose. I think the first arc of this is perfect. And it's a great introduction to these characters. It's a great introduction to the themes. And if, like you mentioned, like this, for that, like, grab bag of, like, this is your gateway to comic books. Like, it's a great palette, you know, whatever that is. I work in wine. I should know this. Like, you you get everything that you need from that first arc. But then also I'm a, I'm a fun little continuity boy and I really enjoy Superman reborn. I love the Mitz's Pitlick stuff. Cause it's dumb. And it's one of those comics that you're like, if you don't know about it, you feel lost. If you do know about it, you're like, maybe I spend too much time with this. Maybe I need to go out and touch grass because I am understanding all of this and I have no questions. So I, to answer your
0: question, all of it, all of it is my
2: favorite.
0: I will say I was going to read this like two years ago and then someone said, you really should read his Batman and Robin run first so that it feels cool when the Hellbat costume shows up. And so I was like, okay. And so I read that whole run and then I was like, All right, time to move on to some Vertigo series because that's what I do every time I read like a giant superhero omnibus. Someone was like, "That was great," but like I need to get some brain wrinkles back. Like that's that buffed out some of my vocab today. And I just want to say to that person, you were right. That was a great run. This is a great run. But Hellbat is cool no matter what. Are you kidding me? Lois Lane puts on the Hellbat outfit. You don't need context. It's called the the Hellbat. It's called the Hell bad outfit. It's badass. She put it on and kicked that guy's ass. I said, eradicator. sir. I said, sir, Eradicator, I think you're from Death of Superman, but I'm not positive. But anyway, I hope she kicks your ass.
3: When I'm a double nineties baby. Crypto, I was oh. like, do I really want to read this? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no dog violence here.
1: Listen, listen no, I... Have- I've seen a cat get vaporized. I can't let anything happen to the dog, too. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, I
3: had to cover my cover my own dog's eyes as she's sitting next to me. I'm like, sorry.
2: <laughs> it was a little Honestly. easier for me because I'm just like, no, that's just Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He'll come back. He always does. No! Dies. He's fine. <laughs> oh, the Eradicator is
0: the throat goat.
3: <laughs> that movie did something to my Yikes. mind. I could never yes. recover from that.
2: <laughs> but no, like, again, yeah. I mean, The Eradicator. I'm a little '90s baby, and I'm like, I was, I was born the year that that's comic nice. came out. That was a, that was a long time ago. Oh, oh, and man. I loved.
1: That's that's one of the things when like rebirth was kicking off, and there's like, by the way, we're bringing back the Eradicator. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe they're actually serious about like bringing back old continuity things. Maybe yeah. we're actually. And then Action Comics had Doomsday at the same time, and I'm like, okay, I I get it. Yeah, let's <laughs> pop off.
2: We're just doing everything right now. Okay, great. Yeah.
1: I. I love that first arc, and I also like Multiplicity, because I love the Justice League Incarnate, even though it is the the one single barrier gay story in this entire Omni. Um, <laughs> Grant Morrison has come back and fixed it, so it's a little less hurtful, oh,
2: <laughs> but um, <Lord>. Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Superman's like, don't worry, they got a gay guy that can solve this in a heartbeat, so I've, <laughs> I've made the decision for him to sacrifice himself to save us. I'm oh. like, thanks, Clark. You did great. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's got a blonde aqua woman. What else can I What else could I possibly hope for in a, in a Superman story? Um, it's for me to get it's out
0: and aqua see aqua blondes. Woman. Exactly. It's
3: better than space blondes. Aqua blondes.
0: She's- My feelings hmm? about every time... Peter Tomasi likes all the same comics as me. It's what I realized. The more of his comics I read... The more I'm like, man, we like a lot of the same crap. I just don't really like what you do with it. Like he's like, that multiversity was crazy. I'm gonna write a sequel called Multiplicity, and I'm gonna blow up the submarine. Maxuaton is not showing up, and we're killing Red Racer. And I was like, you just did three hundred points of psychic damage to me. What are you? And you you were knocked prone. Yeah, I was knocked prone. Dallas is stunned. He uses a Pokeball to catch me. (laughs) my special move is annoy alexis but super effective super effective and then like he does though he is the one guy who's on team frankenstein every time he touches a comic (laughs) he's like if you let me get to 14 issues frankenstein's coming he's coming and i (laughs) love dc's frankenstein Mm -hmm. so really it's a two-edged sword like Pete Tomasi will do something with Grant Morrison continuity that I do not like, but he will also also bring Frankenstein. And sometimes it's the same story. Sometimes he resurrects Damien and Frankenstein's also there. So
1: <laughs> I love I love that Batman Robin one run of it just becomes Batman and whoever yeah. that I love that Aquaman issue so much. Um, and yeah, I, I'm with you with Frankenstein, but you know, the bride, She's perfect. Beautiful. Any woman with four arms to hold me.
0: Have you read... Painful. You've read Seven Soldiers, right?
1: I am halfway through it.
0: How did you stop?
1: I How? <laughs> I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> I got, listen, I got through the Zatanna story. And I'm like, shit, that's what I was here for. Bride <laughs> right Frankenstein and that's debuts it. That's in that's that. That's all
2: I need there. <laughs>
1: really?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> like her main story. And she's a baddie in that series. a oh, son of a...
1: baddie. Okay. Everywhere. I'm gonna work up to it. Mm-hmm. Ag- I have to bring back some brain wrinkles before I can jump into
0: that again. Um, <laughs> that Omni is my prized possession. That, like, someone asked, like, what's your favorite Omnibus you snagged? I was like, Seven Soldiers. They're never reprinting that bad boy, and I love no. it. <sighs> that last issue of that
1: Satana mini is one of the best single-issue comics I've read in my entire life. That was a
0: soul-changing experience for me. Mm-hmm. Grant'll do that. God. Um... Let's talk about the art. Whoa. Patrick Gleason is a god. Yeah, mm-hmm. Patrick
1: Gleason, famously of Aquaman fame. If you haven't read that Aquaman run from the 2000s, you should. Um, yeah, I love him very, very much. And switching between him and Jorge Jimenez, I'm just like, I don't care who's here. You're going to have a fun time.
0: I also really like Doug Mankey as well. As I... the it's one insane. Doug Monkey fan on the planet, I was like, <laughs> I keep eating. Look at this. I like this guy's work a lot. He did Superman Beyond, and so I will love him forever. <laughs> yep. I I was just thinking, like, the other day where it's like, I wonder what Doug Monkey's doing these days. I haven't
1: seen him in forever, and then we picked up this book. I'm like, oh, sh- he was he was active recently. I I had no idea. I thought he just disappeared after the New 52, but he didn't, and I'm happy.
2: Yeah, he's kind of like yeah. Frankenstein in that way, and if you give Tomasi and Gleason enough issues, he will show up. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> that is
1: also true.
2: <laughs> oh man.
1: Who's your favorite artist on this book, Lexi?
3: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> can't you spring that on me? Hell.
1: Too late. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I have to go like look at all of them individually. Criminal.
1: You're welcome.
0: I really love how huge Patrick Gleason draws John's eyes. Yeah. John looks like like a little guy. Yeah. He's a little guy that's also wearing eyeliner.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh. Like, anytime Jorge Jimenez draws Superman, I'm like, this is the character that comics were made for. This is, he just stands out so bright and shining and powerful. I can, he's the one comic character where it's like, I can believe that he is as powerful as they tell me just from the way the artists draw him at, at all times. He is a unit of a man and he's just, he's perfection. There's nothing wrong with Superman, nothing at all.
3: No, you know who has the best character design in this entire thing?
1: manchester Cow. carrots oh yeah that too captain, captain carrots. carrots
3: what a wonderful little critter
0: shout out grant morrison
3: <laughs> i That's love from it. multiverse that a little bit but
0: remember multiverse <laughs> yes. multiversity that book that gave you psychic damage on the, our fourth week of this podcast yes. i said you've been <laughs> reading been comics reading for a month a... Been reading Mm -hmm. comics for one month. Let's read Multiversity. I'm on
1: Lexi's (laughs) side here. I read Multiversity when it came out, and I've been reading comics for maybe a year or two at that point, and it still gave me psychic damage. I'm like, what the (laughs) hell did I I just read? That book is
2: made to give you
0: psychic damage. The whole point is that it gives the bad guy is psychic damage. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't get that panel of Hitler shitting on the (laughs) trap.
2: Yeah, I, I vividly remember reading that series and the issue where you open like you turn the page and it's just that giant eye and it just says I see you like gave me nightmares Chills. for an entire <laughs> week. Like yeah it's still uh gives me this jeebies. But yeah, I I mean Jorge Jimenez, like He's what guy. a what an all star. Like Every, I don't think I've ever seen something illustrated by him that I've disliked. He's just, he's incredible. But I agree with you. And also that Gleason, I think, also draws Clark like an absolute unit. Like he is a refrigerator of a man. And it's so, it's so nice. It, it kind of it reminds me of like a, a slightly more like modernized take on like a sale version of that character. Like how Tim sale draws Clark as like a refrigerator at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I just, the art on this is so good. He has a way of, refrigerating
1: men and it's funny in comics refrigerating men and refrigerating women have two different meanings Very different. But um, <laughs> so, I was thinking about like he has like an iconic chin that he gives his characters because he did yes. the same thing for Aquaman in the Sub Diego books and like that's a that's a man you don't want to get on the, the wrong side of and he just knows he just knows how to do it and he's only perfected it in like the 10 years since then and just he's it's it's, it's incredible
0: I also I always love an Ivan Reese yeah. Surprises yeah. You. Mm-hmm. Every time he's on a book, it surprises me, and every time I'm like, "Look at you! I love what you draw." So seeing Red Sun Superman drawn by Ivan yeah. Reese was a complete surprise, and I loved it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Remember when Might he was ev- Oh my god! Yeah, that, was so,
0: that was that the was best so run funny. that
1: no one read, and I'm so mad like, at. Listen, if you you didn't read that it. run, and I, I told it. you to. I'm mad at you. You specifically, reader, you can you can take it out with me on my DMs. I told you there's one bat book that you should be reading, and it's that. I'm also mad at you.
2: Beautiful run. Hmm? Don't DM me about it, but I'm also mad at you, listener. If you <laughs> actually, didn't read that, you no,
1: know take all complaints to Eric. Actually, I'm no, I'm busy. I, what, I'm i already having enough people messaging me about the Wait. stupid big fish. <laughs> hmm?
0: Spell it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag they just energy. Things. Or just Just Paul things. Just Just Paul Paul things. things. Hashtag spell it. Hashtag just Paul things.
2: I'm pretty sure the leaks came out like maybe a couple days after we recorded that episode. We manifested it. And I was like, oh my god.
0: (laughs) I was like, oh.
2: I so bad just wanted to retweet that and just do the hashtag just Paul things. (laughs) But I'm like, I'm not. I'm not doing
0: that today. No, no, <laughs> I'm not that guy.
1: <laughs> a national period of mourning before we can.
0: All right, all right, all right. So we got a ton of listener questions on this yes. one. Do we want to use them to kind of guide us for the rest of the episode? Yeah, yeah.
3: Have one thing to say.
0: <gasps> okay. Yes, what?
3: I loved the sleepover issues mm. with with Garth. Yeah, <laughs> Garth and uh, Superboy. John, that was hilarious. That's all I have to say.
0: The Super And Suns. also
3: the fact that Batman Super doesn't eat pie.
0: That was so good. <laughs> That's such a great he panel. Goes, Does
3: your dad not like Apple? He goes, Batman doesn't eat pie. And he just like makes his voice lower for no reason.
0: Batman just eats cucumber sandwiches and tea.
3: <laughs> Love it. But yeah, there we go. Now we can talk about questions. <laughs>
0: Now okay. I can just think of Batman sipping on some Alfred tea, and he's like, "Tea is for testosterone." <laughs> and Alfred's <laughs> like, "Yes, Bruce. I don't eat pie because that's a euphemism."
3: <laughs> like, what issue? run did we read where they made the tea bags into Batman's shape so that he'd use them? What run was that? I don't remember. <laughs> Do you remember Batman. that though?
2: I know yeah. what you're talking Alfred
1: about. I have no idea where it's from.
3: Into Batman's shape, so he would use them.
2: No, I
0: remember this too. Where was this from? Where is
3: is it?
2: Wait. Is it in Jimmy Olsen? Is, it... is that a real comic?
0: That sounds like Jimmy Olsen. No. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen it. is where you find out that Alfred has paid everyone to laugh at Batman's <laughs> jokes for years. <laughs> yes. That's because one of I'm the greatest a- pages so- in all comics.
3: the evil Superman.
0: I'm also hilarious. But
3: he wears all white.
0: Oh, that was in oh, uh, Scott Snyder's Justice League.
3: Yeah. Yep. And they're in oh. Utopia and they're talking about how Batman doesn't like tea unless it's shaped like Batman.
0: There's you're genius part. for that. Look at that. that. Nice. Look at comic. your mind.
2: Uh, Look at you. You know comic book stuff. What
0: are you- <laughs> Look at our continuity girl. Look at her.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the continuity core. Wow. You'll be getting that, your badge you in the in three to six weeks.
1: Exactly. That's how you know you're a quote unquote real fan. So when you
0: pull out years. the most obscure facts <laughs> and you're like, I know exactly where that's from.
3: I have the the image. I have, like, the page in my mind.
0: (laughs) That memory has been bagged and boarded. (laughs) Yep. Okay, everyone. Oh, you want to read the first one? You can
1: do it. Okay, let's do it. The first question comes from Owen. As you know, the Rebirth run of Superman is considered a high point of the character, and we follow the adventures of Clark, Lois, and their son, John, in addition to storylines that manage to balance the smaller day-to-day adventures of the Kent family with, excuse you, the Smith family, with the big (laughs) bombastic action stories Superman can be known for. The series has had a wide group of artists attached, including Pat Gleason, Doug Mankey, and even Jorge Jimenez. So my question is, which of these artists do you think managed to capture the tone of the book the best, and which storyline was your favorite?
2: That's an interesting mm. question. Someone
1: someone pre-read because we just spent the last like ten minutes answering this question. No, but that's an I interesting like that. question. Like which yeah, I like the wrinkle. Capture the tone. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I do it's gotta like, be Gleason. I, I think decided, so. like
3: Big Eye John. Yeah. Yeah. Makes him look like a little kid. And Mr Because he's learning. Damien.
2: Yeah. Who drove who drew that first fair issue? Gleason. I think I think that was Gleason. Wait, no, that's uh Jimenez.
1: <gasps> Dang. Okay, my answer because I'm when I think about the tone of the series, I think about that issue.
2: Uh, so, y- yes, that's Jimenez.
1: Specifically, the ending with the roller coaster.
2: <laughs> I knew it. Like I, <laughs> that's such a lowest lane moment that it just mm-hmm. yeah, that absolutely does for sure. I feel you toss my... between those two. Yeah,
0: my spicy take is that it's actually the colorist, John Calise, who does all the coloring for Patrick Gleason. That Mm. super saturated warm tone coloring of the Gleason issues for me is the tone of this book. It's like a sunset over a cornfield on every page. And that for me sells the tone the very strongest. Yeah,
1: That's a solid answer. I'll accept
3: that. Yeah.
0: When Superman stands on the moon in front of the American flag, I just flipped to that page. Yo, it's so real good, comics. real comics. Oh, and then I also say, the I immediate page before that with crypto, crypto yes. yep. yep,
1: that was perfect.
0: When he gives I... John the glasses, I'm sorry, Ann.
1: No, you're okay. That was that was incredible. John's like, thanks. He's like, you're gonna be just like me. You're <laughs> Little mini me, great! I can't, <laughs> little get to me. keep lying Your to little, people. Awesome. Little nerdy glasses, yeah. <laughs> little Clark Ken Junior. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's all I could think about when I read that page. <laughs> um, I, I didn't get. To, I don't think I got to say what my favorite um, story arc was, and mine is definitely um, um, the the Black Dawn. Whatever, it's, yeah. it's Black Dawn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because when I read that for the first time, I was shook when Manchester showed up. Because I'm, as I said earlier, I'm a Manchester stan. I love him so much. He's my rotten soldier, my good time boy. Yes! Um, and when I found out that Black Dawn was just them telling us from the get-go who the villain of this arc was, and I'm like, oh, you you, you sneaky. You got me! You got me! You tricked me! I I had a blast with that, so I, I always enjoy it.
0: Um, I agree with Alexis that all of the Super Sons shenanigans were a blast. I mean, they're enough of a blast. They ended up getting their own side series, Alexis, oh, called Super Sons. No and it's just all no. their adventures because I just they had such a great the issue.
3: I can't remember if it of them, like, and their shenanigans, like their forced friendship. Yes. I love that. I, I love it. And Alfred is like, please in intervene. God. And Batman's like, no. Let <laughs> they them die. The children. He's like, I could I could go with for one less Robin in my life. Uh,
0: Batman's like, a child needs love. tough love. Alfred's like, what are you talking about? Like, I coddled you. I was your you. dad. <laughs> I was your dad. The boy needs Please. to know what it's like to be alone. You oh, were alone yeah. for seven minutes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> also, their big red Care Bear. Love that thing. You're yeah. confusing him. Stop giving him more than
0: one instruction. Oh.
1: <laughs> i think you really like tomasi's um batman and robin too and that robin yeah. mini that that comes from his um his pet is great what happened to that thing
3: you no know, one is that creature
0: got nothing thrown in good. the continuity chipper nothing good mm. let me tell you
1: it, oh. fell, it fell into limbo it's, it's down there with the the jester dude and vampire superman and, i guess
0: and, and, and all, all the rest of his pets
2: Hey, Iliana's still popping around. She'll she'll never be in the chipper for too long. In the chipper,
0: she's <laughs> tough. Uh, I love her. All right, next question. This one comes from Lord Odin. Love Ooh. when he writes in from the Raven. Um, <laughs> hey, Comics Collective, do you think this run sticks the landing in a satisfying way, or does it feel cut short? Also, what's with Lois cooking pies and shit? I seem to remember that. That woman not being able to properly boil water from Crisis to Flashpoint, whereas Clark was always the one whipping up Ma Kent's recipes. All right, People so we hard. got two things here. Was it cut short? Mm-hmm. For I sure, mean, no. the answer is yes, it was. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, no question. But but narratively, Alexis, did you feel like the story all of a sudden ended, or was it kind of a satisfying
3: all wrap, wrapped up nice because they were moving and then they went to the cute fair at the end I feel like it mm-hmm. felt okay to move on from there
1: see for me the reason I can tell that this was rushed to an ending was the fact that you would never ever 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 have a same person end a run like this on a bizarro story that Thank would you. never be your climax that is
3: true that is very true <laughs>
1: Unless, of course, the Bizarre Story is what tanked your sales and they're like, actually, you don't get another arc. We give up. <laughs> and you're done. You get an issue, wrap it up or something, I don't care. We took a chance. They liked the mustache. They didn't like anything else.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we turn our backs for five minutes! <laughs> but also,
0: only comic book fans could be like, it's devastating that this 45-issue run got cut short at 45 issues. It is devastating. This could have been 90. Did
3: you see how big y'all's omnibuses were?
2: Rebirth Batman went to 100 issues and beyond, okay?
0: Rebirth Batman is the greatest. (laughs) Tom King Batman, number one fan right here. Dallas Taylor, I will defend that run till I die. Loved every second of it, even the bad seconds say, excuse you, as a fan of female
1: characters, if you got more than 12 issues and you're complaining, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go home.
2: I will continue you're to complain! you
1: your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lois a is a female daily character! For books to get through, get past six. Yeah, but it's not called Superman, Lois, and
0: John, is it? It's just Superman. It's just it's in Superman. My <laughs> in the second part of this question, I would like to chime in, because I married my very own little Lois Lane a little girl boss CEO of the world. And Mm -hmm. she, when we were getting married, said, I will never cook. It's one of my conditions. I'm not cooking. I was like, that's great. I'd love to cook. I'll cook. Great, whatever. And then we moved to New York City and she went, something just like switched in her brain. And she's like, came home one day. She's like, I've decided to learn to cook. And she's become like a master chef. In the last two years, some of the best food I've ever eaten has come from that woman's pan. And I was like, just one day, it just switched in her head. And so, you know what? Maybe Lois was like, I will now be cooking.
3: It's the same thing that Adi decided she wanted chickens in their studio apartment.
0: Dude, it was. That is... She moved to the city and she's like, I just need to get back to my pioneer roots. I was like, what if you we just moved across the country to not be your pioneer roots?
3: She's retiring from her girl bossing.
0: And so I, I am a direct recipient of exactly this phenomenon of girl bossery being retired half-heartedly because there is still a little spark in them that's like, I still have to dominate the marketplace. But also... I want to cook and clean and raise a family.
3: I could make an apple pie Mm, for Batman.
2: Can I just say I've never met your lovely wife, and I only know her from the impression that you do. So that's how she sounds to me,
0: girl bossery, girl bossery. (laughs) She
2: sounds sounds like Vince McMahon, where she's like, where she's like, I gotta go. I gotta gotta (laughs) came home one day and I gotta cook, pal. Oh, Gotta cook God. some cook some food, pal. Gotta get you ready for, like, for WrestleMania.
0: I remember, like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Bringing home the she... bacon. She's Popeye, and I'm olive oil. <laughs> 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 yes. Please yes please. Yeah. yeah nope, that's accurate. That's, <laughs> biblically, <laughs> that's biblically accurate. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is true. Do we have any other thoughts about homemaker Lois? Hey, look, as long as she didn't learn how to
1: spell, I think it's fine. I think that's the only thing that (laughs) Lois Lane cannot do. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) That would be a betrayal to the character, Um, but anything else is fine.
2: If you see any of the recipes that she's written out, and any of them are spelled correctly, then... (laughs) If
1: Apple has two Ps, you're like, something's wrong.
2: That's character assassination. Like, that (laughs) character... Something has happened. Who is this? That's a scroll. That's Bizarro Lois. (laughs) Yeah. Bizarro Lois has complete and perfect grammar with everything.
3: Oh Can't
2: cook a pie for a lick, but can
0: dissertate with the best of them. Clark's She's looking the only at the Bizarro recipe. That
3: speaks perfectly.
0: Did you yeah. see Clark looking at a recipe. He's like three G's in egg. Is there any word in any language with three G's in it, Lois
2: She's like, oh, I know. There's only one G in egg. Leave me alone. He just walks <laughs> off.
0: I knew there were two T's. (laughs) A-A-T. Cat. I knew there were two T's. No, I...
2: I will say as someone who did not do a ton of cooking growing up, sometimes you just learn to cook. Over time, people Mm -hmm. learn new
0: skills. There's this moment in adulthood where you go, Damn, we really do got food at home, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) I you really do have bottles so at home. Yes. Have you ever been hit so hard in the, it's $17 for a cheeseburger these days <laughs> yes. that you're like, I'm going to learn how to make some damn pasta.
2: I had that moment last week. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I really want some chicken strips. And I'm like, but they're so expensive. I'm just going to make the chicken strips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah.
1: paying $10 for a Panera mac and cheese, I'm like, there's got to be a video on how to make this. <laughs> there has okay, to be. Okay, but the Panera mac and cheese it has everything. Everyone, I, it's, it's so good. It's my comfort food. If
0: I'm having I a bad day, I'm going to Panera. I'm going to spend money on that. I just, like, know. It makes me feel so warm. Okay. Oh, you want to know my number one toxic trait is the... I accidentally end up spending more on groceries for making weird specialty foods. I was like, it would have been cheaper just to get the takeout Dallas, Why are you making Thai peanut noodles for $43 at your house just for you? Just to feel something? You could have gone out and just got them. But there's ass. some
2: there's a there's a certain amount of accomplishment because I'm the same way with curry. Like I could very easily find some very affordable curry. But I'm like, no, I got to make sure I get the ingredients. I got to toast up the spices. I got to do this.
0: It it's, is. It's an art. I, I, I think, think that was really the big thing that clicked for my wife that made it like something she loved so much was just realizing the art of cooking and that. This has just become a cooking podcast. No,
2: I just, I just picture going,
0: ah, this is an art. This is an (laughs) art, pal. My tempo, Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm beating the eggs. (laughs) Clockwise, Dallas. Clockwise. Clockwise. She's going to be played by J.K. Simmons in (laughs) the the biography of my life. Um, Mustache and all. Exactly. (laughs) With like a long black wig. Yes. (laughs) That she's like, this is actually a very deep brown, Dallas quit telling people my hair is black. (laughs) I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. But I think if you can stop looking at cooking as a chore and it's just like a time to decompress and create something nice, it can be one of the most centering parts of a very busy, hectic day. 100%. So, I don't know. It actually kind of makes sense for me that mm-hmm. Lois picks up cooking. Got a lot of chaos in her life. Yeah.
2: just a bitch. <laughs>
0: All right. And do you want to read our next question? Absolutely not. Our next question comes from
1: Nick. Hello, Comics Collective. First time writing a question in the podcast, but for Superman, and pretty good Superman at, Superman at that, I figured, why not? While I don't think that this run is the absolute best, multiplicity and the Tim Drake stuff really hurts in particular for me, I, do, I forgot that Tim Drake was in this. Yeah! I forgot that future thing was a thing. Um Yeah, I do think that something that Tomasi does very well in this run is the smaller stories that are told in one to two issues. Of course, everybody talks about the amazing festival, but I always appreciated the stuff with the surviving member of the Losers on Dinosaur Island. The ending payoff at the tail end of the run really gets me, as well as the two issues in Gettysburg. While I do understand the potential complaints of them being maybe a little too patriotic in nature, I think that these types of stories is what superman really thrives in obviously action comic 77 775 comes to mind as my favorite issue of a superman comic ever as an example but i truly think that the art of short stories has been lost in the age of quote writing for the trade sorry and always appreciate whenever writers take the time to give us stories like this what do you guys think about this and are there any other standalone stories in longer runs that you appreciate also lois kicks all the ass in this run and i love her for it thanks gang nick thank you nick
0: yeah. Well, you see, when we're waiting for the twade, as Anne would put it, <laughs> every single time,
1: every uh, single yes, time,
0: <laughs> waiting for the twade. Everyone, get it out of your
1: system now. I got a speech impediment. Whatever. Let's work so hard to get over this, and it's Dallas. still here.
2: Good. Be Lord. very, very quiet. Shush. We're waiting for the twade. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Eric's season. <laughs> i Oh shit. Yay. I miss my friends. <laughs> I love my friends
3: and it's not too late to start our own podcasts.
1: <laughs> Just tell me this now?
3: I'm End crying. the episode right here.
1: Excuse- it's Pride month. You can't do this.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you killed him. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> Listen okay, the first listener to meme a picture of Anne with its Plied month, you win a no prize from me, okay? I make it as ridiculous as possible.
0: Oh, oh tears in my eyes.
2: <laughs> you have half a month to do this, okay? <laughs>
1: Your assignment. Should you choose to be homophobic? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Why does this become an X-Men thing? It's Plied mom. Hey, completely
2: unrelated. Did you guys pick up that Pwied Twade? Uh, that came out this month. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty incredible, if I do say so myself. I called up my Discord kitten, and I said, Hey, did you check out the Pride Month special? Uh, pretty, uh, pretty impressive. I'm, I'm so angry. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling pretty angry about all this. Uh, literally.
2: <sighs> Ooh, uh, oh.
0: Do we have any standalone stories we like in things? <laughs> Eric has left the building.
1: <laughs> um, so Sandman's a long comic, right? Um, yes. I think my favorite Sandman issues are some of those standalone ones. I love the sound of her wings. Issue number seven. I love the first story where we get to meet. Um, oh, what's his what's his dick? Um, the eternal guy. Um. I have oh, no yeah. idea what I know. Icarus. You know who I'm talking about. What's yeah. his dick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's a saying I'm gonna get popularized. Um I love those stories and they really stand out to me. I think there's some really great Dallas, you're going through Starman, right?
0: Yes. And Magnifique.
1: There's There's the one in there where he gets to like see his brother again for one yes, more Yes, in the time. graveyard they get yeah. to hang out.
0: Yeah. It's so good. If you haven't read Starman, everyone, read Starman. That comic rules. And told mm-hmm. me and told me and told me and I finally listened to her and I picked up the twade and I <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Damn it. I am currently cruising through the compendium <laughs> and it's incredible. Some of the best little standalone stories I've ever read in a comic. Like, if you like Sandman, Starman is right up your alley. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, there's there's a ton of, like, just one-offs that work really well, whether it's, you know, for a long run or a short run. Uh, one of my favorites, it's, and I can never get this right, it's it's Astro City, like, one quarter or something. Uh, it's, it's this issue where it's just from the perspective of this one guy who has had to deal with like a crisis like event that's happened that erased his wife because they did a continuity reboot and he remembers her, but through like all the, it, it is heartbreaking and tragic and it is an incredible, it's like my favorite Astro city issue, but also y'all thought I was going to get through one episode without mentioning Mark Wade's daredevil, Mark Wade's daredevil has a great few of these um first one i think i think it's issue 7 is the one that everyone loves it's the kids in the snowstorm he's taken mm-hmm. these kids on a field trip and their bus turns over and they got to walk through the wilderness and it's him and a bunch of you know other blind kids and it's like it's incredible just a wonderfully heartfelt story and then there's a two issue story later on with purple children which is still a series and a you know, two-issue story that makes me cry every time I look at images of it. Uh, it's, yeah, th- th- those are a couple of my favorites. They are incredible. Truly.
0: Hail. Lex, Hail. do you have any thoughts on shorter stories?
3: <sighs> I'm really struggling to think of ones that we've read other than this week, I mean, I loved, like I said, I loved the little super kids, their own little terrible story today. Um, I loved the one issue where Superman and Green Lantern take all those Make-A-Wish kids to the moon. I thought that was very cute. I um, just stuff like that. I loved, I loved those little like, oh, look at Superman, he's taking the cute little kids <laughs> up to the moon. Oh, them
1: tricking Batman into smiling the one who's yes. telling him a joke that was so so great
2: he's like what it was funny <laughs> like, whatever <I'm> still Batman
3: <laughs> just goes home and cries I
0: agree all right next question from Sam hello comics collective always nice to hear from you all talking about a big blue Seeing Clark and Lois parents is such a fun status quo. What are some of your favorite other examples of superheroes as parents? Looking forward to hearing the episode, Sam. <clears throat> Ooh, I know. Um, Peter Parker. And- oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Never
1: mind. Um, <laughs> scratch that from the record.
3: Invincible. Can't talk Eve. about that.
1: Ta-da! There you go. Yeah, that's a great answer. That won't have Nick Lowe under your bed. That's fantastic. <laughs>
3: That sounds so
1: terrifying. he, <laughs> Does he do, Would it surprise you if he did? No. <laughs> See, then don't take chances.
2: He's gonna be in there, just be like, "Don't get married." Would be a shame. <laughs> get,
1: I'll, I'll kill another girl. I'll
0: do it.
2: <laughs> won't even be her book. You won't. You'll barely I'll, know her.
0: We're killing Power Girl in this one. Not even her universe. It's like, wait a second. I know
1: other minorities we will go there. <laughs> don't ask me.
2: No, I think one of my favorites in Dallas, I I think you'll probably agree with this. uh, Scott and Barda. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That book. I was about to be snide and then you just hit me with a, "yup." that rules so hard. Mm -hmm. So hard.
3: It's a good one.
1: Didn't there in the last Mr. Miracle wasn't the villain like their daughter or something? In which one? I hope not. In the Mr. Miracle source of freedom. Say psych right now. I'm pretty sure they... Maybe. I don't think... I wish I could say Psych, but I don't God, think I, I will not. because I'm telling the truth, I think. God, I, I think it was not. the moment where I'm like, you know what? I don't need to read this, actually. <laughs> they named oh. her something really stupid, too. And I'm going to find it and you're going to be like, why would they ever name a child that? I
2: um, just remember them... Doing such a great job with it in the Tom King book that Tom Taylor was like, I am also going to write them as parents in deceased, and that is just mm-hmm. the status quo for them. And I'm like, yes,
0: yep. Um, I tend to not love kids in comics. All right, Nick Lowe. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I I don't know. We're definitely in an era of like every character needs to have a kid that I, I don't know. I don't fully understand, but I'm happy for others that are having the time of their life with it. <laughs> and I don't know. I do love Barda and Scott's kid, though.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, Andy Curry. That's that's just it. Just oh, Man she, and Mira. Does. she is. Fun. Best, yeah, that's a great kid. one.
0: <clears throat>
2: that is a great one.
1: I know everyone's loving Wally's family at the moment,
2: yes, Wally and Linda as parents, the best.
1: It's crazy. It keeps happening on the on the d c side, but Marvel, I think the only super couple with a kid I can think of is Jessica Jones and Luke Cage at the moment.
2: They are great parents though they're fantastic they
1: are great parents. parents. that's a that's a, that's such a great couple. I love them yeah. so much
2: and then oh. wacky Uncle Danny, who lives down the hall. <laughs>
1: Wacky Uncle Danny who's a, He's a little close to dad sometimes I'm not sure about that But you know I love him He's so cool He
2: keeps coming over when mom goes to work It's the weirdest thing <laughs> It's probably nothing
0: You see the vision It's We're good yeah. <laughs> Alright I'm gonna call this is the last question Mason Gonzalez's question He writes I love this run because it reminds me of some of my best memories with my father, along oh. with stellar art, and it just wants you to feel good. Not just drown you in sorrow, issue after issue, like most books these days. You always got a way with word, Mason Gonzalez. I love it. Why do you think this run is remembered very fondly out of all the many rebirth runs? What's the one? What made this one stick?
1: I think it's just the fact that people
0: really really fell
1: in love with John. I think he was something that was new and endearing and just fun about the the Superman um mythos that hadn't been present ever like we've Superman's had adoptive children before but never something like this never like a child who he is actively raising and having a chance to grow a close relationship with um. It's, it's never been the status quo before. And I think a lot of people were able to have experiences like Mason where the story would remind them of their relationship with their dad or just give them that, you know, that escapism that they wanted. And it's just something that with the New 52, you didn't get that often. And that was one of the big criticisms of, of the New 52 is there was so dark at all the, at all times. And this was a great tonal shift from that. That delivered on a lot of the promises that I think Rebirth had at the beginning. And I think that's why it's so fondly remembered because it wasn't a book that felt like it betrayed or turned on people
0: halfway through. I also just think Superman is an incredibly potent and kinetic idea. Mm -hmm. And so to return to the core of that idea with Rebirth after 10 years of trying to sell us variations on a theme made this run sing. I think ultimately Superman is the greatest superhero that we have ever made up. Everyone else is just an iteration on Superman. There are versions that might strike you more because it sits closer to your own experience or shows a more specific type of aspiration you're looking for. But the fact is, Joe Simon and Joe Schuster sat down and created something that will last for hundreds of years with Superman. They created something that is deeply human, deeply aspirational and speaks to what we want out of our heroes, not only in the 20th century, but now the 21st. I would argue going into the twenty second century, Superman is going to stay a potent idea. And so rebirth hit really hard for a lot of people because it felt like that idea and that character wasn't present in the way we wanted him to be for a decade. And so I think that's why people remember this run.
2: Yeah, I I, I think to your point, there's a certain amount of <clears throat> there's a certain amount of comfort. When it comes to Superman as a character, like, you know what you're getting with Superman most of the time, uh, certain, you know, 52 exclusions and injustice and all that other, you know, evil Superman stories, notwithstanding, like when you think of a Superman story, when you think of Superman as a character, there's a certain kind of ideal that you think of and of the matter is new 52 did not have that you know they they tried to do something different and kudos to them for trying but there was something to the the feeling of seeing this Superman again the Superman that we know the Superman that we're comfortable with and the Superman and not just the Superman but also the Lois the John who you know John was forging a new identity but like this Superman and Lois was my Superman and Lois that I grew up reading and loving and it it's not just the, you know, return to form, though I think there's a large, you know, it is a large part of that, but it's also something that we see so rarely in comics and that's an evolution of characters. Like Superman was already everybody's dad. Everybody kind of understood like, yeah, that's my dad, that's your dad, that's all of our dads. But then making him an actual dad and furthering that, that character in that way to put him in an unfamiliar situation that we had seen only in Elseworlds stories was a big deal. And that's, you know, that's for me, at least, right up there with turning Dick Grayson from Robin to Nightwing. That is a such a large evolution of that character that has stuck. And no matter how much you want to age up his son, he's still his son. And he's still a dad and he, you know, some of my favorite moments in this story are of Clark getting really frustrated because he's a new dad and he's trying to deal with this kid. And, you know, to your point, you know, I, there were moments through this where it made me more, I guess it made me relook at the kind of relationship that I have with my own dad. I remember the first time reading through this was, right, literally right after I'd moved out to LA. And it was the first time that I had been states away, living states away from my dad. And I got to kind of look at our relationship, you know, from orbit and reading through this then, and even, you know, reading through it now gives me, I guess, more of an appreciation for the stuff that, you know, we, we are Kind of conditioned to overlook because we're too close to it. Um, it's a wonderful story about family and about doing what's right because it's right, not because it benefits you. It's all the core tenants of that Superman character that are in this giant, you know, brick of a book. And it's that combined with like the little things, you know, John getting his Superboy costume at a thrift store. Um, the really minor thing of Clark calling Lois low. I don't know why, but that shit makes me, it just makes me happy. It just, it brings a tear every single time. Cause he New 52 Superman never did that. And when this Superman comes back and in the, like the first issue is like, Hey, low, like it's like this, the, the clouds parted, the heavens opened up to me. And it's again, it's that comfort, um, I I think what people love about this run is not just like the great art, not just the great, you know, characters, but it's something that you can kind of bottle and look back on. Like, this is what a comic book should be flawed, enjoyable. And overall, you come away from it with a better understanding of your characters and yourself. And that's, you know, that's in in my opinion, what a good comic should do.
0: Hell yeah. Do we have any more, th- any more thoughts?
2: And also, Manchester Cow. Move. Every book should have a Manchester Cow.
0: Yo, when Manchester Black lit his cigarette with Superman's laser beams, I was like, you oh. made some points. I was like, Anne <laughs> might be onto something with this purple-haired guy.
3: Villain. Oh. Consider my timbers shivered. Slut.
0: Oh my gosh! Flirts.
1: Well, with that, Eric, where can people find you?
2: Uh in your walls and under your bed. <laughs> oh, cool. um, he's Nick Low, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nicola wishes no um i'm i'm everywhere on twitter i'm at that daring man and also on instagram don't look at my instagram though i'm bad at instagram i'm getting better but i'm working on it it's a work in progress um you can also find uh i'm the host of a podcast called geek explained uh you can find that on twitter and instagram at geek explained pod and anywhere you find this wonderful show with these wonderful people you also find my show going hey you can also listen to me i guess uh as we are recording right now we are currently in the middle of ultimate june Vasion, where i've dedicated the uh, entire month of june to the ultimate universe for better and for worse and i i just you know i like being i like talking about superheroes and comic books i love these people and i i just i'm very i'm very happy to be on the show with y'all
0: we love you eric
3: Mm -hmm. hey thanks Well, everyone, if you like our show and want to hear more from us throughout the week, please go follow our Twitter account at CMX Collective or our TikTok account at the Comics Collective. Or you can find each of us at our personal Twitter accounts at Dallas underscore comics at Ann comics and at Lexi Lou underscore comics.
0: If you enjoyed the show and want to show your support, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and give us a five star review and we will read it off on the show. And while you're down there at the bottom of our thing. You'll see almost always in the you may also like section Eric's podcast geek explained and that always makes me smile every time i mm-hmm. scroll down there to see if we have any new reviews i see geek explained right there and i go love that guy
2: straight up same same Hell yeah. every time i scroll down there just to check and see if there's anything i'm like i would also enjoy comics collective i would enjoy
0: that oh, yeah i said ba boom <laughs> one of my favorite parts of my week right there <laughs> And
1: finally, feel free to email us with your questions or comments for the show at thecomicscollective at gmail.com.
3: And we'll see y'all next week for our coverage of Gwenpool with Uh. dearest friend of the pod. And resident, honestly, fourth member at this point. Evan Von Doom, Favorite friend.
0: bum, bum,
3: bum.
2: Exactly.
1: You get it. It's going to be awesome.
3: As if we need another reason to, to bait Evan to come and talk to us again.
0: Exactly. <laughs> we said three omnibuses in June. That's what we said as a group. We came together, Idiot. we sat down <laughs> as a council, and idiots. we said three omnibuses. Fools. Who needs... Fun in their life. We have reading assignments. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Alright, everyone. Love you. Bye. 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 Up, up, and
2: away. <laughs>